0: This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. Welcome to Modern Geek, podcast number 45, recorded June 10th,
1: 2012.
0: I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan.
2: And welcome back to Modern Geek. It has been a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's that traveling stuff. That's the longest I've been off podcasting in a long time. I was getting a little itchy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Didn't feel right. Jet setting, modern geek, sir. (laughs) Yeah, well. You're too modern of a geek for for (laughs) being a modern geek, man. Oh, crap.
0: Yeah, somewhat. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I'm loving the light laptop. That's making a big difference. Oh, the
2: the MacBook Air?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really (laughs) cool.
2: So how many times did you have to charge it while you were away? I didn't. (laughs) All right. Okay. This is good. This <laughs> I is actually,
0: good. I actually didn't charge it while I was gone. Now, admittedly, I didn't use the. I guess I used it a good bit, but not like you know eight hours a day or anything. But, uh, but yeah, I never. I didn't need to. I did do some kind of fun stuff though. Oh, that's not true. On the last trip, I did charge it some, uh, not intentionally though. It was more like uh, I was staying in an Embassy Suites, and uh, they have digital TVs in the Embassy Suites, right?
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that you know how for years what they would do is you know rather than try to remove the ports on the TV, they would just replace the remote control so that you couldn't you couldn't access the menu to get at the ports on the TV. right. You got
2: power, channel up, channel down, and volume up, volume down. and <laughs> That was right, it.
0: Right. And right. And, and it's funny because it seems to be spoiled. Like in some hotels, you know, like uh, like the one that we used for the GWC meetup or we did last year anyway. It was kind of cool. Like, they are just straightforward. They even provide a breakout box and say, look, hook your own crap in. Here it is. You yeah, know?
2: here's VGA. Here's component. Here's everything. Here, yeah. just
0: go. Because <laughs> the damn TVs, most of them are using flat screens now, and the TVs have inputs, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, for whatever reason, some of them still try to do the LogNet thing and lock you down and, and keep you from it. But the funny thing is... Uh, both TVs, LGs. I looked online, and most people said they were LGs, and that you needed the you needed a custom remote or something to get at them. And I thought, well, I don't know if I'm into that, but I'll see what I can do. Worst case scenario, I'll be watching TV on my laptop or the iPad or something. But um, but anyway, I I get there, and uh, you know, for a while back I would picked up a cheap, fairly long HDMI cable, you know, Mini display port to HDMI. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I threw it in my bag and I get there and uh sure enough there are open HDMI ports on the TV. And while the remote won't let you into it, there are buttons on the TV. Yeah, go figure. There's a one called source. <laughs> yeah. So I very quickly swapped it over and well, guess what? You know sure as hell, it was fine. You know, you could you could get audio and video through the HDMI and and play it on the TV. So uh the trick I had and it took me a couple of days after I was there to figure it out the problem was remote controlling it cuz I could I could sit the laptop up by the TV right. and and you could you it it right away it treats it as a second monitor you know Okay yeah. which, which is kind of cool cuz you can just you know move something over and full screen it in there and it works well but uh I found it was easier to just tell it to to uh, uh mirror there, yeah, yeah, and that way you only have one, and you don't have to worry about the windows resizing and screwing up. But uh, I had trouble remote controlling it because I I was on a wireless network, which was the hotel's, which was port filtered all the hell and back, so I couldn't. Even though I was on right. the same wireless network with my phone, I couldn't use any of the remotes. You know, yeah, a
2: lot of a lot of hotel Wi-Fi is taken down to locking out peer to peer communications.
0: Which which I get, you which know? makes
2: sense. Yeah, yeah, you don't want one hacker, yeah. you know, compromising an entire hotel's worth of business clients, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm cool with that, but but it was an issue for me, and I looked around to see if anybody had like say worked out something like uh, Air Mouse that would work over Bluetooth, which would be nice. Right, uh, lots of jailbroken stuff that does it, but for whatever reason, nobody seems to be able or willing. To uh, let you use an iPhone as a Bluetooth mouse, which would be cool.
2: That's probably something that's outside Apple's recommended API of doing things. I mean, yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. I got that feel as well, uh, that feeling with it. But yeah. uh, and there were people that were like, "Well, you can you could tether it, and and then of course you know it'll because it's IP, it'll be fine. Uh, but tethering would require jailbreaking or other issues as well so uh, but finally i figured out if you don't need the computer to be on the network there is actually a really easy way to do it which is to just tell the laptop to create a network
2: right the uh access point mode kind of thing
0: yeah and uh yeah essentially i guess it's uh what's it called uh crap the two the two modes um Ad hoc? Ad hoc, exactly. It's yeah. An, okay. It's an ad hoc network. So you, you tell it to uh, create the ad hoc network. The fun part is is that I was like, well, crap. The problem is, is that I don't mind the computer not being internet accessible. That's fine because I'm playing off the drive, you know? Yeah. Uh, except that it sucks because the phone won't be either, you know? Not true. Actually, if you set up an ad hoc network and then you connect to that ad hoc network with the phone... Yeah, uh, The phone is smart enough to go, oh, well, you're connected to this Wi-Fi, but I can't see the internet via that Wi-Fi, so I'll just use 3G.
2: So screw that Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think it's because it doesn't provide any router information
0: or anything. Which works great. Network.
2: Yeah, it's just like, you know, no, no, I don't have an internet connection. Go somewhere else for that. So it was just running off 3G, right?
0: Yeah, so essentially it routes the, you know, the only kind of... Annoying thing was that you had to look at what address it creates for itself and and plug that in manually to get it to, to connect. And of course, you right. couldn't use it for Netflix because you know your Netflix wouldn't. Uh, you you got to be connected, right? So that was kind of frustrating. But other than that, um, man, great experience. I took a, uh, I took a, about a hundred gig of Stargate with me uh, <laughs> to watch while I was there, and it nice. W- worked out great i was watching it on the uh every morning on the on the hotel tv kind of cool
2: I love gotta love digitizing your DVDs. you know it's i remember going on a band trip in high school and the one 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 of the kids brought a vcr to plug into the hotel tv yeah and we, a bunch of us brought vhs tapes and stuff like that and it's like okay a little more compact version of that i guess you know yeah why.
0: <laughs> Worked real well though. I, I did order some uh cables because I got caught out at uh Phoenix Comic Con without a uh without a, a mini display port to VGA and that right. would have helped me a lot and instead I had to do this kind of crazy uh transcode and dump to the iPad and then use my iPad uh you know dot connector to uh to VGA to play something. So I I went and got one and put it in my bag so I'm not stuck anymore. Yeah, it's probably it's
2: usually good to have that stuff just on hand.
0: And while I was at it I actually picked up a um I actually picked up a uh uh dot connector to HDMI and dot connector to uh to analog as well as a uh so now I have I can go from the iPad to analog Analog, uh, analog, analog, HD or or HDMI, digital, full digital, or VGA. Right. And I can go from my laptop to VGA or HDMI, and with a I, I have I need to I plan to order an adapter, and a VGA to I mean an HDMI to DVI since it's all there, right? Right. HDMI right. to DVI adapter. And a uh, uh, as well a uh, crap, um, uh, a, a short HDMI cable, and right. and with all of that in a bag, I can connect anything to anything in any situation. <laughs> period. Yeah, I was actually thinking
2: of getting um, uh, an, a video out cable for my iPad as well. Mm-hmm. Although I hadn't really decided on which one. Like if which one I would want to get first, uh between VGA or HDMI.
0: What are you looking to do with it? Like what 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 do you imagine the situations appearing the most?
2: Uh I'm gonna guess wanting to display something on a TV. Hmm. You know, um I was thinking probably HDMI because I could um yeah. because I could like it I could always have an HDMI to well, HDMI plugging straight in would be fine, but I could also get probably an HDMI to DVI cable mm-hmm. as well, and that would cover me for DVI connections as well. But I, I don't know. I was thinking then VGA might be okay because a lot of, although I guess I don't know, I, I hadn't really thought it through. With VGA, I guess that was probably the one, the one that you got that first for was like for like projectors and stuff, right? Yeah,
0: I was going to say that the for. If you if you want to do like presentations or anything, you're way more likely to encounter VGA than anything else. And right. since most TVs have a VGA connector now, um, right. You're you're really if you're just going to buy one, that's the one to have because it's gonna it's gonna get you ninety percent of the time. You're going to be okay, right? Um. C- uh. The the bad news is that if you're using it instead of HDMI, you have to deal with audio. Separately. right which
2: means you need the three and a half mil to rca yeah it's pain the adapters ass. as well yeah so HDMI is cleaner but i guess vga will have more use cases
0: yeah the other kind of ugly part is that uh, the apple the nice high quality apple hdmi out from you know dock to hdmi is dock to female hdi hdmi
2: so you also have to take an hdmi cable correct with yeah right i i I guess that's probably not the end of the world. No, uh, no, it's not. It's just one extra connector, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think in reality, I, I will likely carry the dock to VGA and the dock to VGA and the mini display port to VGA in my bag all the time. Um, right, and just
2: have the other ones kind of on a, standby.
0: Yeah, I keep them in a separate Ziploc together, and if I'm going to travel, I just throw that Ziploc in, and that's the connect-anything-to-anything anything bag. Right. You know, which is that's, pretty...
2: I'd say that sounds like the most reasonable plan.
0: Yeah. I also, I, I, you know, as long as we're on that subject, one thing a while back I had recommended, I, I found that little, like, key fob-looking USB cable. Uh, right. Yeah. And I can't remember who makes it now. Oh, yeah.
2: The, the one that kind of yeah, unfolds from the size of a bottle opener.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually replaced it with uh, a set. And again, I, now I feel awful. I can't remember who makes them either. But there are a couple of them now <laughs> from the same kind of from different manufacturers uh, that are essentially three inch long USB cables. And they're very thick and they're like rubber over molded the whole thing. So they're really Ooh. kind of solid. And oh, that's cool. And there are three of them, and they're they're tiny. They're like three inches long. One of them is USB standard. What, what's it called? I always forget the names for USB. The standard, uh, the ones you have on the computer almost always. A. Um, a, okay. It's, it's the uh, standard to the A to uh, dot connector. One of them is A to micro USB, and one is A to mini USB.
2: Okay, that's cool.
0: And essentially, between those three, you can hook damn near anything into a <laughs> USB port. Yeah. And and they work incredibly well for quick things when you're out, much better than this other funky one. Like like if you want to plug a, a phone into the computer, the phone ends up sitting right next to the computer on the table. Right. Uh same thing with like any kind of like, you know, uh a, 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 you know, a media player or whatever you have that might be one or the other of the USB connections. Uh, you know, my body bug is is one of those connections. Uh um, right. If you charge things, like I wanted to charge the body bug one time, so I just took my uh, you know, my iPad charger, which, hey, it's five volts, whatever, you know? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and literally plugged it in. And what ends up happening, Audra pointed out, it looks like a flower because it's like the little body bug is sitting three inches sticking straight up in the air over the thing. <laughs> it's great, you know? It, it, they're actually really cool. Uh, that allowed me to like uh, shrink down the crap I was carrying quite a bit, and actually still be able to do just a whole lot of stuff with it.
2: Nice. Uh, the the one one thing I picked up recently was a, um, which is actually is also very useful for travel. I found is uh, a, a few ten uh, foot USB
0: yes, I carry dock that. cables.
2: <laughs> Those come in handy. Um, I I ordered a couple more um, third party iPad. Uh, Chargers, just so I can like dump one at work and dump one underneath the desk and just run a cable up.
0: Yeah, I carry with me a uh, uh, a dual uh, iPad capable and a single iPad charger because they're so small, right? You know they're they're just tiny, and uh, and that lets me plug three things in and charge them at once if I need to, Uh, which rarely happens. But hey, it's nice because you never know. Lots of stuff charges USB now. And the other thing that's kind of cool is, uh, like, I actually, instead of carrying a a 10-foot dock cable, I actually carry a a 10-foot extension, a USB extension. And then I carry, uh, like, on trips, I carry a a standard dock cable, you know, one of the Right. And two of them, actually. So, because, again, they're so small. And on the trip, you don't mind the bag being a little bit bigger than normal.
2: Yeah, it's it's handy to be able to extend a USB when you need to.
0: Yeah, you want to lay on the bed and you want to plug it in. It's great. 10 foot will get you there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Always. So, yeah, so I, I kind of, i have getting the travel bag down to kind of an art, I think, which is great because I don't travel that often, but mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm really pleased with what I carried with me, and it wasn't much, and yet I could do just a whole lot with it, you know?
2: Well, that, that's kind of the idea, in not it? It's, it's 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 just all about thinking about what, what what you need ahead of time. Just trying to look for
0: contingencies and uh, just be ready. And being honest too, and saying I don't really need this. You know,
2: well, that's the other thing too. I, I, every time I I come down to Texas, I. Hmm i take about 10 more cables than i need to and i every every time i take one more out of the bag of like okay i really didn't use this one and i'm, I'm getting it there
0: but i i, I overcompensate for personally
1: for i cabling. love it
0: because you shed the cables here <laughs> and, and I like the cables, so like in fact, the ten foot extension I'm carrying is totally one that you sh- you left here when you were here. Last.
2: And when I come back down there, I'm gonna want it back. <laughs> I use you, that to charge my iPhone.
0: <laughs> you have to pry it out of my bag. <laughs> Just it's mono price time. <laughs> it, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that anyway because I need to get my cheap ass HDMI because I'm looking for one that's not as durable and thinner, you know, because I, it doesn't need to be very long, and I don't really care. Right. So, anyway, we had a couple of calls this week that I thought it would be fun kind of fun to kind of take, if you yep. uh, are down with that. Let's do that. Yeah.
2: Hey, Chuck. A one, It's Russell from Chicago. How are you? Um, you know, I, I was thinking of a topic for Modern Geek, which would be utilizing a flat panel television as a computer monitor. I think a lot of people have sort of thought about doing this i have as well because the cost for a 32 inch uh, tv is a whole lot less than a 30 inch monitor and um, i know there are some tricks to this and there are some things that work and there are some things that don't and so i just thought it might be a good topic that would be interesting
1: to a lot of different people hope all is well and i will talk to you later bye well
0: i think Reso- you go ahead resolution <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think there are a couple of things you want to pay attention to. Number one, as Juan pointed out, is that um, a long time back I wrote a piece, and we can probably find it and link it if you care. Uh, for I wrote a piece for Wired where the question was: is uh, is why is it important? You know, and why and when is it important to have 1080 over 720? You know, right and You know, I I ended up doing a bunch of kind of cool interviews. I talked to some tech guys at uh, THX, which is really kind of one of the best sources for real application, practical application of science and entertainment technology, you know. They have guys there who, whose job is to, like, figure out, okay, what matters and what doesn't, and how do you maximize this? And and they have a lot of really cool standards. So like, you hear people saying, well, is your is your theater THX certified? And, and that's a very difficult question to answer because you'll see a lot of stuff that says THX on it because the specs meet the requirements, which is actually not that hard usually. Uh, but on the other hand, if you look, they actually have installation specs, which are way more important. And uh, a lot of really cool stuff that has been they've really backed into by figuring out the science involved, you know. Right. And one of the the way they they explained it to me is that what matters in terms of resolution with TVs is the uh, your your ability to separate. um, How how did he say it? The your ability to separate uh, radially distant uh, objects. You know, so like like for example. Your eye can can separate things about one sixtieth of a degree apart, if I remember correctly. You know, and again, the 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 number isn't that important because there's some real ugly math involved and it comes up with an answer that's actually really easy to remember, you know. Um, But the trick is so that means that that the farther things are away from you, obviously the 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 you know, the less you're going to be able to, the, the bigger objects, you know, uh, you're still not going to be able to separate. Does that make sense? Like uh, when it's close to you, you can separate very small objects that are very small distance from each other. Pixels, for example. Yep. But the farther they get away from you, uh, the more they have to be separated before you can actually tell that they're they're two separate things instead of one. And that's why it's important to keep to understand that angle, not just size. You know, so where this comes into play is how far away your TV is, right? And and it turns out that that the break for for that seven twenty barrier is about uh, on a widescreen TV ends up being about one and a half times the diagonal. So okay. yeah, so, so if thirty
2: two inch TV. 60, 64 inches, or no, what did you say? One and a half? So
0: say 32, yeah, 32-inch 32 TV, about 45 inches oh, or so right. away from well, it. I thought
2: you said two times.
0: <laughs> you can, uh, is about the break point where if you get much farther away from it than that, you can't separate the 1080p dots anyway, so you're really right. not gaining anything, you know? Okay. Uh, so, so assuming you're just watching video on it, right? If I take your 32-inch TV and I put it, say, six feet away from you, you yep. know, or eight feet away from you, which people do. Uh, if it's a 1080p TV, if it's a 720p TV, honestly, you're not going to tell the difference, you know? Uh, which is incidentally why you see a hell of a lot of 720p 32 inch TVs, even though the technology exists to make 1080p TVs. It's just right. you have to be really damn close to them for them to be valuable. Now, how this comes into play in terms of a monitor, though, is that it does matter with a monitor whether you you know whether you're using all that or not, because 720 as a usable resolution for a computer monitor sucks balls. It's like really right. small uh, or really large depending on how you look at it, right? Well, like everything I mean, is huge on the screen. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like sitting in the front row of a movie theater, especially when the monitor is going to be on your desk, like, you know, less than 45 inches away from you.
2: Well, I mean, if you think of a 720p uh, monitor or monitor as well, that resolution, yeah. I mean, that's 720 high. That's that's smaller than 1024 by 768 height. Yeah, it's I mean,
0: yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah so like a 32 inch tv the cheapest ones are going to be 720 because quite honestly that's fine for a tv uh but it would make a really crappy so number one as Juan pointed out and i probably didn't need to tell you all that but i don't know if you're a geek like us you probably like to know crap like that why instead of me just telling you
2: Um, i think i think with with pcs if it's something that you're trying to use on the desktop too and you've got like say a 720p capable panel um don't a lot of them are like some weird resolution of like thirteen sixty six by seven sixty eight or something like that too. Yeah. So you're not getting one to one pixel translation either. No, usually which for text, especially small text, is really gonna bug well,
0: you. Well, it usually isn't a problem because most of them these days you can you can get uh, you can set the you may have to go custom with your drivers and stuff, but you can usually right. get them to run native.
2: Okay. Whatever
0: right. the hell it is, it'll run native. You know. But, uh, but again, you know, that's a pain in the ass too. And, (laughs) and you're not going to like it as a monitor. If the, let's face it, the, you're not looking to sit in the front row of the movie theater. You're looking for more desk space, you know? Right. So go go ahead. No, that's cool.
2: I was going to say the other thing as well, too, is that uh, that was the, the price comparison between a 32-inch uh, monitor and a 32-inch TV. A lot of the cheaper 32-inch TVs as well, when you look at them up close, they're really not up to the, the same standards as, as you know, desktop monitors. I mean, I just started playing Diablo 3 on my TV, and I noticed that when I dropped back to Windows, um, you know, I, I can tell that the text isn't quite as uh, sharp as oh, it would yeah. be on. It. I, it's a ten. It's a forty-inch 1080p Samsung. That's you know, it's not. It's it's not the cheapest one, but it's it's damn near close. <laughs> yeah, and and when when it's 1080p, it's native 1080p. And I can still tell that it's not as good as my, you know, 23-inch 1080p display that I have on my, on my, on my desktop
0: computer. Well, and here's, here's part of the issue, too, and I think the reason some of that happens. The next thing I was going to say is that when, when it's a TV as opposed to just a monitor, technically they're not all that different in terms of what they actually are hardware-wise. Right. But, but the, to be a good TV requires good processing, in a different kind of processing than you use on a monitor. So, uh, you know, a TV, for example, that maybe doesn't have quite as stellar a panel as another TV, but has way better video processing than another TV, will actually look better to you as a TV, you know, <laughs> even though it might be cheaper to make and cheaper to sell. Uh, so so one of the things you run into is you'll, you'll get a TV that makes a great TV, but maybe doesn't make quite as good a monitor because they've shifted their effort toward that video processing, which in general gets turned off when you're running it in a monitor mode. Right. So, uh, and, and I'm talking about everything from removing jaggies to, uh, uh, to, you know, to dealing with interlaced sources or all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know, I think what it comes down to is number one, at minimum, you're going to want a 1080p monitor. Remember too that one of the differences between, say, a thirty-inch, you know, one of those Apple thirty-inch monitors, and say your thirty-two-inch TV, even a really, really good one, is that that one's gonna, the TV's gonna max out at at 1080, you know, uh, whereas the Apple monitor is probably gonna be what are they two or three thousand. Pixels across, yeah, it. the
2: twenty four hundred yeah. by sixteen hundred or something like exactly. that. Exactly, some some weird larger than ten eighty p resolution.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, it's way better, but I would totally agree that it's not like a thousand dollars better, you know, or fifteen hundred dollars better. I would totally opt for the for the good quality thirty two inch TV as well. Um, and I I know a lot of people that use it. I have one in the office here that is hooked to a TV. Uh, and it's it's quite a decent monitor. Um, so I, I think, number one, make sure you're looking at 1080. Number two, definitely uh, look at it and maybe even bring in a laptop or something if you can and jack it into it and see. It's dentally in a lot of stores, especially uh, outside of the buy more. Uh, but a lot of the stores will not object too much if you ask, if you're looking to buy, if you bring in something and hook them up right. and find out or some of them will even help you do it. So that's, they, they mean, you know, and you may have to try more than one store and remember, you don't have to buy it the same place that does it necessarily. Oh, yeah. I know, I know that's kind of dickish, but you know, seriously, what the hell? Uh, make sure it looks good for you because there are some other, there are many other little things that can be different that can be an issue, but I, I think you're on the right track. I think it's a good idea and I think that you probably can get a 32 inch TV that will make a very nice monitor. If that's helpful, <laughs> awesome. We got another
1: call. Hi, Chuck. Hi, one uh, This is Tix Panther from the UK. Um, just calling about um, review scores because there've been a couple of times when you've mentioned you know certain ways of you know how to look at reviews on sites to figure out you know which ones are you know kind of worth paying attention to. Um, what I usually tend to do myself is I, I always look at the, the range of scores it's got. Um, you know, say if it's on a one to five um, star rating, see where the most are. But then I'll do two main things. Firstly, I'll sort high to low, look at all the really, really positive reviews, see why it's scoring positively. Is it all genuine praise? Is it fanboy gushing? Are the good things also related to what I'm looking for in the product? Then I'll sort low to high, see why people are panning it totally, Um, you know, again, seeing if any of the criticism is valid, Um, see if it's just, you know, say with Amazon someone had a really, really bad delivery experience or two duff units in a row, Um, you know, also seeing if, as sometimes happens, something's been given a really low rating because of one piece of missing functionality, which for the reviewer was the be all and end all, but for everyone else is maybe just one function. Again, seeing on whether the review has any basis on what I'm looking for and then you know again just look at what the you know what the average reviews are and that usually gives me a pretty good idea of you know whether it really is um, good or bad um what sort of techniques do uh, you guys use
0: man I gotta say that that nails it <laughs> that that pretty
2: much does um yeah I mean that's that's a lot of what I do is I mean <laughs> what, what as, as said <laughs> yeah I mean even though amazon dot coms uh, selection isn't available up here. I mean, the first place I go to for anything like that is I'll go to Amazon.com and find the product, and there's enough reviews on there that you can really start to get a good idea of why people like it, why people hate it, and what the average person winds up with. And I mean that that carries across to everything. I mean, I was you know even like home appliances and stuff is on or on Amazon. One the one thing I um one thing I've I've found as well too is um. If you're on some other site that you come across, like they they they're doing, like their review for that site uh, for for that product, I mean, right? Um, I, I've you know, I haven't, I, I don't take it at face value until I can't find the same review on an, another site, right? Because there's a lot of times, especially with products that they're trying to push, like ones that seem too good to be true, um, that. There will be the press release review of, you know, oh, this combines, you know, sleekness and efficiency to deliver the maximum performance for blah, 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 blah. If you start hearing jargon like that where it's done, they're not really reviewing it like saying, you know, it feels good in my hand, (laughs) that kind of stuff. Um, uh, You know, there, there are a few different things that I've looked for in the last few months that I've. Ultimately turned down because I come across that same review everywhere, and then realize I can't find actu- any actual user opinion on the product.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think Tigs nailed it in terms of like you know one of the things I I tend to focus on the negative ones you know mm-hmm. um, because that's what I'm interested in. I. Uh, and he's absolutely right that the first thing you want to do is filter all the stuff where people are pissed off about something that's important to them and maybe not important to you.
2: Yeah, the OMG Amazon left it at the door without signing for it. It yeah. is not a valid Thank review you. of the product. You don't need to write a star review for the product.
0: <laughs> yeah, or if one guy got a, a DOA unit, whereas, you know, on the other hand, if like 10 people got a DOA unit, something to think about you know yeah,
2: well, i was going to buy an ethernet card once and i sorted by negative reviews first and i came across the first review that said uh after a week the uh the the main chip blew a hole in the side and started smoking I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's just a DOA until I found four other reviews that said the same thing. You're right. Like, Got to go. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm not getting that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. And and that's it, I think, is looking for a, you know, patterns more than individuals and then, yeah. and if so, what are they? Cause you know, uh, like there have been cases where, uh, again, there's been a realistic pattern of, of people being upset with a particular products, uh, limitations, Whereas maybe that limitation isn't that valid to me or doesn't matter in my use case, and I'm willing to overlook that. But that's the kind of crap you're looking for.
2: Well, yeah, like like for for us, if it's like oh O M G, it doesn't work with region two DVD players. I'm like, well, okay, for me that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) right. I'm in region one. That's not a problem for me. Or you know, this doesn't work on two twenty volts. You know, it's like there are certain regional things that don't matter. There are certain features that don't matter for your use case and. I mean, the, the greatest part of the Internet has been the ability to do, like, crowdsourcing communications. True. And th- this is exactly the, like, the, the brilliant way of using It's just like, say, 300 people have reviewed this product. Yes, a lot of those reviews are going to be crap. A lot of those reviews are not going to be relevant to you. But if you go through a good section of them... You're going to quickly get an idea of what are the common problems with with whatever product you're looking for, and I mean that that's, that's going to be a great way of helping make a decision when you're when you're looking for something that you can't actually uh, play with before you buy it.
0: Absolutely, kind of a funny thing too. Like uh, like I was uh, I, I was I was helping a friend out with a com- with a computer yesterday, and it was funny because it was it was a really really old box that had he had configured as uh as raid zero for some oh, reason back in the day okay. yeah and uh you know and then of course it wouldn't boot probably lost one of the drives you know right uh so anyway i i my first thought was is okay well let's find out what's broken first right so he brought it over we plug it in and and, and it won't post and it immediately it beeps continuously like literally, I'm counting and I get to 20, and I'm like, "Okay, wait." You know? Oh,
2: okay, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, so, you know, the first thing I don't even go for the manual anymore. The first thing I do is plug in. You know, motherboard spec be- beeps continuously. <laughs> <you know>? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I know it sounds lazy, but you know it's not. It's it's like we could I could troubleshoot this. But, you know, if it's like applying the same thought process that I want to find people and there are always the people that have really dumb problems, you know, but you start to see a couple that match a pattern and you're like, okay, I know what to look for here. Right. And it was yeah. funny because I'm I'm like, I will bet this is video because usually if it does something really weird, like beep continue, like just beep yeah. or beep, 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 beep endlessly, it's probably video, you know? But yeah. uh sure enough, found a guy that was like, Oh hey, you know, it's a video issue. So uh, <laughs> I I look at it and uh and sure enough I'm like, hmm. I, I I pull the video card and look at it and there's a power plug on it. Nothing's plugged into it. I'm like, huh. Uh-huh. So I plug power uh-huh. into it, bang, we post, right? <laughs> and and then the next thing we yep, yeah, one beep, and uh the next thing we do is there's no drive. I'm like, well that's interesting. Um I did see, uh, you know, an onboard RAID controller that fired up first and said, well, there's no, you know, one of the drives is offline. I'm like, well, that's kind of freaky. Uh, so I do the little control F or whatever and pop into it and look, and there's no way to tell it to turn anything online. You can't uh, tell it what to do. It's all, all automatic. It's an old, real simple one, you know. Yep. It's a real early fast track, you know.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and
0: yeah. Uh, like there's a make array. Don't make array. That's it. <laughs> yeah okay i've seen this you know so i'm like huh all right well uh we want to very quickly know which drives bad right so i'm like well let's swap them (laughs) you know and we swap them and and the other drive is now bad like okay well that's cool well now now let's uh is offline i'm like well that's cool let's just uh let's swap cables so we swap cables same drives offline okay we're good we know which one's which. Right. Swap the other drive back in. Now we need to now came the fun part, okay? Because this thing's old, it was like two thousand three. And yep. uh and so now I'm looking and I'm like, there's IDE controllers on here, and then there's two SATA controllers, and, and the two SATA controllers are built into the RAID built in on the board. Okay, yep. You can see where this is going. So the funny yep. thing you probably remember all this, I didn't because it's been so long. So of course I'm like, huh? So I fired up and uh, and uh, no drive. It's clearly it's not, you know, organized to handle it. So I'm like, well, I gotta somehow install the drivers, which, as you know, you're gonna need a floppy drive for, right? Yep. Yeah, ugly. Because <laughs> Windows XP, you know, yeah, won't isn't smart enough to load the damn USB driver in time so that you can get a driver from something else for it. Nope. Luckily, uh, the guy had those uh, had a disk with him. Had made one in the past, I guess in 2003 or whatever, and managed to keep it for nine the, years. The
2: one guy that managed it in the entire to, universe. To, they say make that disk. Yeah, most and people did. That.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So I got it to get, and still no drive. So I'm like, hmm. I bet I need to go in and tell it to make tell the RAID controller to treat it like a single drive somehow. Uh, so so i do and i go in no option to do that like well that's weird uh so i try to tell it to build an array with it and it says you i my only array choices are zero and one and both of them it says you need two drives i'm like Well,
2: yeah okay yeah that's (laughs)
0: annoying so finally i'm like well there's only one other option auto let's just do that i mean what could i do here i can't really screw it up right (laughs) yeah auto and it says oh built a raid zero i'm like I'll care, I don't know how, but all right, <laughs> you know. Let's see what happens. And fire it back up. Load the drivers again. Bang! We're cruising this time. It's huh. really screwed up, but got <laughs> through it. I just thought it was really funny. You know, it was one of those situations where you're like. Uh, it's like the XKCD on the wall, you know. Here, it's it's very much like Google, well, Google, 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 yeah, or, or like I don't know, you know, what can I hurt and what I can't, what can't I? I mean, whatever's on this drive is already gone because half of it's on that other drive that's yep. dead. Um, and and of course, the funny thing, one of the first thing I did was when we fired it up was was pull the drives and hold them in my hand and and I can tell they're both spinning, you know. If yep. one was dead, I we don't even go through all this crap, you know.
2: Yeah, if it's
0: not even spinning up, that's probably an issue. Yeah, if the motor's bad, guess what? You know. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was electronics, which is far more common. It seems like you know. Uh, uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, but, I've,
2: uh, I've I've encountered many, many, many dead drives when I was working at the computer store that spun quite nicely, but yeah, you know, and make head noise and everything. But yeah, well, made, so sometimes make some bad head noise. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, clunking oh, oh, is bad. Oh. Yeah, clunking is always bad. It, when, when, bad. It, when it starts smashing against the side of the the rail,
0: it's not that's, right. that's a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. But it was really funny. I, I thought it was one of those classic situations because he had all the stuff. Though, I mean, we actually in about an hour had it had had XP installed on it, and we're that's, cruising. You know, that's about what I would have done when I was working at the computer store too. It's just, it's you just
2: it. People try to ask, "Is like, how 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 do you figure all this stuff out?" It's like, well, just step through each piece, troubleshooting. Yeah, and go some some googling, you know, over and over again. That beep 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 beep. Yeah, video card. That sounds about right. Yeah, you know, know, eventually you you start to pick up on some of that stuff, but it's it's a lot of of just searching and and you know, just okay, I don't have all the information. Let's go get the information. Let's let's crowdsource this. Chances are especially if it's you know older than six months somebody's had this problem before and they've oh, already yeah. fixed it and
0: posted it on a random forum somewhere so many times oh <laughs> yeah many times well one you got anything to add wrapping up here uh
2: not really uh just uh i do believe we've got wwdc starting on tuesday coming up here i guess that would be the 12th um i did want to just say quickly that we've got um Probably some more information on uh, OS 10 Mountain Lion coming up. Uh, probably a preview of Cougar. iOS of <laughs> Cougar <laughs> got a, a preview of iOS six. Probably um, that's what I'm excited I, about. Yeah, may, maybe some Mac hardware, but I would say probably not really any uh, iPhone stuff because in, unless they're ready to go and, and start releasing these within a month. You know, they don't want to kill iPhone 4S sales. So I'm going to guess probably not any hardware announcements, but uh,
0: I think we'll have some stuff to talk about uh, next week here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, on that note, we'll see you next week from everyone here at modern geek and gwc thanks for listening if you have something to add to the show a news tip feedback on anything we've discussed or just some random awesomeness we'd love to hear from you give us a call at 214-296-9229 that's 214-296-9229 and follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast you'll find other gwc podcasts as well as the friendliest people in geekdom on the gwc website and forum galacticwatercooler.com and don't forget financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week to find out how to donate visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate